Hey everyone! Before we start today, I've got one quick announcement to share with you. I've had so many people coming to me with their own unexplained mysterious experiences. So many that I just haven't been able to write them all down. So I want to try something new. If you send me your creepy story or experience in the form of a five-star review on the podcast app, I promise to feature it in a special episode full of listener stories. It must be in the form of a five-star review on the podcast app, though. I'd love to hear from you all. Tell your friends about this, too. I think you'd be surprised to find out just how many people have had weird things happen to them. Even if you don't have a story to share, please show your support for the podcast by heading to the podcast app, subscribing, and giving that five-star review. It may not seem like a big deal, but it really moves the podcast up in the charts so that others can find us. Thanks again for your support, everyone. And now, on with the show. Cleopatra, Queen of Egypt, is one of the most famous female figures in history. Known for her charm, beauty, and wit, she is often viewed as something between a temptress and a goddess. According to critic Harold Bloom, she can also be considered the world's first celebrity. Cleopatra reigned for 21 years, during which she both married and killed her brothers, killed her sister, bedded Julius Caesar, and had a long-standing affair with Roman general Mark Antony. She was a royal daughter, royal mother, and royal sister from a family that, to me, very much resembles House Lannister. Cleopatra's name and image are everywhere. Slot machines, perfumes, board games, dry cleaners, exotic dancers. She's even orbiting the sun as the asteroid 216 Cleopatra. But if the last pharaoh of Egypt is so famous, if she's become one of the most well-known historical figures to have ever lived, where is she? Cleopatra's final resting place remains undiscovered to this day. How can someone so legendary just disappear? Stay with me as we dive deeper into the enigma of Cleopatra's hidden tomb. I'm Jaden McKell, and you're listening to Straight Up Enigmas. Welcome to the podcast. This week, if you couldn't tell, we are talking about Cleopatra. I am really excited about this episode because I am a huge nerd. I have always loved everything having to do with ancient Egypt, including mummies, pharaohs, scarabs, gods and goddesses, the Book of the Dead, the list goes on and on. So where do we begin? 
In order to understand where Cleopatra's tomb might be, we need to explore her life. Who really was Cleopatra? And, maybe most importantly, how did she see herself? Despite what you may think, Cleopatra was not Egyptian. She was born in 69 BCE into the Ptolemy family, a Greek dynasty that ruled Egypt from the time of Alexander the Great's death in 323 BCE to about 30 BCE. Cleopatra was, in fact, the only member of her family to ever learn the Egyptian or Coptic language. When Cleopatra's father died in 51 BCE, the 18-year-old began to rule alongside her 10-year-old brother, also named Ptolemy. Ptolemy's followers, probably wanting more power for the pharaoh, revolted against Cleopatra and kicked her out of Alexandria, the capital of Egypt at the time. Roman dictator Julius Caesar traveled to Egypt in pursuit of a Roman general, Pompey, but Pompey was assassinated before Caesar ever arrived in Egypt. Upon arriving at his quarters, Caesar instead found Cleopatra unrolling herself from a carpet she'd had delivered to his rooms. One of the things you usually hear about Cleopatra is that she was absolutely beautiful. Rumors probably solidified by Elizabeth Taylor's portrayal as the queen in the 1963 film version of Cleopatra. According to the Greek historian Plutarch, the queen's looks were not the sort that would astound those who saw her. Interaction with her was captivating, and her appearance, along with her persuasiveness in discussion, and her character that accompanied every interchange, was stimulating. Pleasure also came with the tone of her voice, and her tongue was like a many-stringed instrument. In other words, Cleopatra was a flirt. She became Caesar's mistress, and with his help, the Roman army swooped in and destroyed her brother Ptolemy's troops. Caesar established Cleopatra and another younger brother, also named Ptolemy, as the new rulers of Egypt. Years of scheming, plotting, and intrigue followed. Cleopatra bore Caesar a son named Caesarion. In 44 BCE, after the Roman Senate assassinated Julius Caesar, Cleopatra's brother-husband Ptolemy also died suddenly of poisoning, most likely on Cleopatra's orders. Two years after Caesar's death, the forces that had supported Caesar were turned over to General Mark Antony, who would become Cleopatra's lover after a chance political meeting. Antony's rival for the command of the entire Roman Empire was Julius Caesar's adopted son, Octavian. Cleopatra and Mark Antony fought against Octavian, claiming that Caesarion should control the empire since he was Caesar's true son by birth. In 31 BCE, Octavian's naval forces defeated those of Mark Antony and Cleopatra. After the defeat, back in Alexandria, Octavian told Cleopatra that if she killed Mark Antony, he'd keep her in power. Cleopatra realized she wasn't powerful enough to expel Mark Antony from Egypt 
or to assassinate him. She came up with a devilish plan, one straight from Game of Thrones, I swear. She had a message delivered to Mark Antony saying that she had killed herself. Upon hearing the news, Mark Antony fell, heartbroken, on his own sword. He didn't die immediately though, and had himself taken to where Cleopatra's body was supposed to be. He found her alive and told her to make peace with Octavian. After Mark Antony's death, Cleopatra realized that Octavian would never treat her as anything but an enemy and that he would take her and her children to Rome to be paraded in a victory triumph. Cleopatra intended to die by setting fire to the mausoleum where she had collected her treasures, but Roman soldiers found the mausoleum and thwarted her plans. She was taken captive. Cleopatra then arranged for a venomous snake, an asp, to be smuggled to her in a basket of figs. She then died by suicide, allowing the snake to bite her. Her son, Caesarion, was hunted down by Octavian's spies and murdered. Cleopatra, the last queen of Egypt, died at just 39 years old. Roman historian Dio Cassius reported that Cleopatra's body was embalmed as was Antony's. Plutarch noted that on Octavian's orders, the last queen of Egypt was buried beside her defeated Roman consort. Sixteen centuries later, Shakespeare wrote, No grave upon the earth shall clip in it a pair so famous. And yet, we still have no idea where that grave is. Earthquakes, tidal waves, rising seas, and civil conflicts have destroyed the area where, for three centuries, Cleopatra and her ancestors lived. Most of the ancient capital, Alexandria, now lies about 20 feet underwater. Archaeologists have mapped out the drowned portions of ancient Alexandria, but have found nothing pointing to Cleopatra's final whereabouts. Several theories have surfaced surrounding the possible location of the queen's hidden tomb. The one that strikes me the most was formed by archaeologist Kathleen Martinez. Back in 2004, she focused her search just outside Alexandria in the ancient town of Taposiris Magna. Based on what Martinez had studied about Cleopatra, she believed the queen saw herself as not just a monarch, but a goddess. During her reign, Cleopatra had tried to link herself with Isis, ordering depictions and portrayals of herself as the female deity. She even appeared in the holy dress of Isis at a festival in Alexandria just four years before her suicide. What does that bit of information have to do with Cleopatra's tomb? According to Martinez, understanding Cleopatra's view of herself might have everything to do with where she was buried. In order for this to make sense, we've got to take a step back and look at ancient Egyptian religion. Even though Cleopatra was Greek, she supposedly adopted Egyptian beliefs, especially their belief in an afterlife. In one of the Egyptian myths, Osiris was murdered by his brother Seth, chopped into pieces and scattered all over Egypt. After tricking the sun god, Ra, 
Isis, wife and sister of Osiris, was able to resurrect her brother husband long enough to conceive a son, Horus, who eventually avenged his father's death by slaughtering Uncle Seth. With me so far? Basically, if Cleopatra saw herself as Isis, then Mark Antony was the Egyptian god Osiris. What brought me to the conclusion that Taposiris Magna was a possible place for Cleopatra's hidden tomb was the idea that her death was a ritual act of religious significance, Martinez said. Cleopatra negotiated with Octavian to allow her to bury Mark Antony in Egypt. She wanted to be buried with him because she wanted to reenact the legend of Isis and Osiris. After their deaths, Cleopatra believed that the gods would allow her to live with Antony in another form of existence so they would have eternal life together. The legend holds that the pieces of Osiris's body were buried at 14 sacred spots throughout Egypt. After studying more than a dozen temples, Martinez felt that Taposiris Magna was the right place. More than a thousand objects have been recovered in archaeological digs at the site. Pottery, coins, gold jewelry, and the broken heads of statues. Cleopatra's tomb, though, still remains hidden. Civil unrest and revolution in Egypt has put all work at the site on hold for now. If Cleopatra's tomb is ever discovered, the find would be rivaled only by Howard Carter's unearthing of King Tut's tomb in 1922. We'd finally be able to learn more about Egypt's last pharaoh, but would finding her resting place dispel the fascination we have with her? Is it only the continued air of mystery that makes Cleopatra such a memorable figure to this day? Where do you think Cleopatra is buried? Find us on Instagram at Straight Up Enigmas and let me know. Don't forget to subscribe and give this episode a five-star rating on the podcast app. Thanks so much in advance for doing so. This episode was written and produced by me, Jaden McKell. The theme song was provided by Chuck Flyer. Join me next week for a brand new episode of Straight Up Enigmas.